0: Hey y'all, thanks for joining me for the Roaring Out Podcast, episode 13. This is the second episode in the week-long Everything I Know About series for this first week of 2016, where I give bite-sized knowledge on a variety of topics and tip my hat to those who've helped me along the way. So the last episode, episode 12, focused on my grandmother. But I do wanna mention that the rest of this series... We'll focus on mentors I had during my Master's of Fine Arts graduate program in poetry. This episode focuses on my first mentor, Alicia Ostreicher. If you want to find out a little more information about her, I've included a link in the show notes to the Poetry Foundation and for her entry. So when I first began my program she was known as the mother of the group. She was very nurturing and she also in her poetry wrote a lot about the Bible or rather those in the Bible, you know, wrote about God and to God and my faith is was and continues to be important to me so I figured we'd be a very good fit, and I was really looking forward to it, and rightly so. I often say she nurtured me into the program, and in many ways she did. Um, She was very gentle and encouraging, but she also kicked my butt. (laughs) Let there be no mistake about that. She taught me to, as the title of this podcast suggests, write what scares the shit out of me, which is very difficult and not sugar-coated. So you might be thinking, well, what does that mean? How do you write what scares the shit out of you? Well, what you need to also know is that at the time I was hiding a lot in my writing. There was a lot that I wasn't saying that probably needed to be said, And there was a lot I didn't want to say for fear, really. Fear of not saying it right, fear of stepping on other people's toes, fear of what people would think about me if I said such and such thing. I wanted to stay PC, really, and politically correct. But Alicia encouraged me not to do that. It's when we are vulnerable that the real magic of writing happens. And it also helped that she modeled what she asked me to do. So, as a sort of short, bite-sized definition or answer to the question, "What does it mean to write what scares the shit out of you?" It's essentially to be vulnerable on the page. And as I just mentioned, she, Alicia Ostriker, modeled what she asked me to do so it helped I'm a person who learns by example so it helped me to look at her poetry see what she was doing and then sort of having those aha moments that oh this is what I should be doing I kind of don't want to do it but I also want to be a better writer and becoming a better writer trumped you know staying in my little pc bubble and you know I I, little by little I, I broke away from it so to illustrate this, because it's really hard to simply explain, so I want to illustrate actually with one of Alicia's own poems. This poem is in her book called The Volcano Sequence, and it's in located in part two of The Red Thread, and it's a section titled Mother. So this one has an epigraph, which means a short quote at the beginning of a piece of writing. Uh, And has a short quote by Lawrence Kushner, which says, The commandment to honor our parents is the hardest of all. But only then will our relationships with those around us be transparent to us. And only then will our desire to be good be within our reach. And then the poem begins. Although I have put an ocean between us, still do you know how I lie awake at night? The eye in my right palm pictures you sitting amid your litter, feet buried by accumulated jars of buttons, glasses lost beneath a decade of bank statements and funny poems, hands folded underneath your chin, staring at nothing, preparing to be blind and helpless. For 50 years, it has tortured me, that I cannot save you from madness, and that I do not love you enough. What is enough? Nothing is enough. I still, after I probably discovered this poem in 2009, and to this day I still, I read that poem and I get chills because I feel like this is such a great poem or piece, even just piece of writing that demonstrates vulnerability and writing what scares the shit out of you. So, let me try and break it down a little bit. One of the reasons I think this is such a great piece to demonstrate what I'm talking about is Alicia does not shy away from what some may consider a taboo subject. First off, the the Ten Commandments, which those in and of themselves aren't necessarily taboo, but Talking about the fact that they're hard to fulfill, particularly with our parents. You know, we, as a society, it's okay to rebel against parents, but only at a certain age, right? Like, you know, when you're 15, 16, you rebel, and then you're sort of supposed to come and circle back and honor your parents. But some parents are easier to deal with than others. And what if you have a parent who is more difficult to deal with? And Alicia deals with this head-on, and gives specifics with it. Um, Writing what scares the shit out of you demands specificity, right? You can't just be vague about who you're talking about and vague about circumstances. You really need to dive in. Um, And Alicia does this. She does not sugarcoat her mother's hoarding habit, nor her mother's madness. I mean, she... Details this accumulated jar of buttons, the decade, uh, decade of bank statements, right? So she looks at that head on, and also her mother's mental illness. She says, "Hands folded under your chin, preparing to be blind and helpless." And what's so interesting about that is that usually, when people See themselves devolving or some part of their health failing, a lot of times, or at least a lot of times, the language of medicine is to fight, right? There's the battle against cancer or dementia. And yet, the mother in this poem is preparing for it, not fighting it, right? This mother is giving in. So, it's a person who has no fight. Um, Not because she is weak, but she's just giving in. So not only is it painting the mother in a negative light, but also the speaker, right? The daughter who is, you know, has tried to help in the past um, and acknowledging her own failing. Towards the end of the poem, the speaker says, it has tortured me that I cannot save you from madness and that I do not love you enough. There are so many times in our lives or so many situations that we just can't do anything about. They just happen. But we, at least in American culture, we are often discouraged from Acknowledging that failure we're supposed to fight no matter what, but sometimes to acknowledge that failure, to acknowledge that something's working is a huge triumph. And it's it takes a lot of bravery to acknowledge failure, um, or to acknowledge feelings that society says you should have, but you just don't, right? Um says, um, for 50 years it has tortured me that I do not love you enough. We're supposed to have boundless love for our parents, but what if you don't, right? The fact that she even says that and acknowledges that, that's, you know, that takes balls, as, as the kids would say, right? The last thing I also wanna mention is those last two lines. She says, what is enough? Nothing is enough. It's this acknowledgement that her mother, who's preparing for madness, who's just sort of giving in, Alicia's not enabling her. She's acknowledging that nothing she does for her mother will be enough. It's almost like this letting go, but it's not an easy letting go. She's acknowledged her own failures and her mother's failures as well. So it's poems like these that when I discovered them in my graduate program, that got me to open up about my own struggles. Um, Interestingly enough, with my own mother, it's one of the other reasons why Alicia was such a great first mentor for me. A lot of her struggles mirrored mine, and she gave me a lot of language um, and a lot of writing tools to give voice to these struggles. Um, and she also encouraged me to not put a veneer on it, right? To not sugarcoat it again, to not be vague. Um, part of writing what scares the shit out of you is just diving into it. Um, being specific naming, not only the people, but the places or the abuse or the hoarding or the habits or the enabling, whatever it is that you're afraid to name. It's part of it is naming it and being specific. Um, and as a result, I wrote everything out. Um, not everything that I wrote out stayed in the poems, that's part of revision, and I'll talk more about that in episode 15, but I got everything out no matter how ugly. Um, and even just that process, even if no one else saw it, was very helpful in, in this practice. So up until now, I focused on writing, but really this principle can be applied to most areas of life because what writing what scares the shit out of you boils down to really is risk. And in writing, it usually means exposing or detailing that which you'd rather stay hidden. Um, It means writing about the vulnerable or what makes you feel vulnerable. And in life, it can mean taking a job You feel you aren't qualified for. It can mean starting your own business. It can mean posting a photo on Instagram or asking someone out. It can take so many different shapes. And I illustrate it with writing because that's how I experienced it. But these risks can take, again, so many different shapes. And this kind of goes hand in hand with what I talked about in the last episode, episode 12, where I talked about confidence. So once you have confidence, or like I mentioned in the last episode, pretend you are someone with confidence, it doesn't mean a whole lot without action. You can boast and you can pretend or be a person with a lot of confidence, but if you don't put yourself out there, no one will know you have this confidence. You won't really make a big impact. So once you know what you want and have access to the resources to fill in your gaps in knowledge or in skills, take risks. Put yourself out there. Now you might think, why the hell do I want to be vulnerable? Why would I want to do that? That sounds awful and painful. Yes, I would agree. It doesn't sound great, but really the awards can be astounding. Most people don't like to admit that they're vulnerable or the fact that they don't know everything. A lot of people just fake it. Um, and I talk about faking it in the last episode, and that's not necessarily a bad thing if you're willing to learn. But if you're just faking and never grow and never learn so that you become the person you want to be, it's, it's just an act and it doesn't work. But authenticity or being real It attracts great people and those who aren't faking it. It can also lead to really wonderful opportunities. Um, Just as one example to go back to writing, um, I read a poem actually about my mother at a reading, I'd say like 2009, um, and it actually led to my first magazine publication because a journal editor just happened to be in the audience and I didn't know I there was just an open mic portion at an event I went to I happened to have a poem about my mother and she was the one at the time that I was writing about um and that I was practicing my vulnerability with and I just took that poem up there and I read it and I was scared but I did it and it again happened to lead to my first publication So that's just one example. And the reward doesn't have to be public. It can be personal as well, like practicing public speaking or asking someone out. That's not necessarily something that tons of people will know about, but it can make you feel better. And even if you're rejected, you still did your best. Probably one of the best rewards of taking a risk is knowing that no matter what, you will not ask what if you'll know whether the answer is yes, no, or maybe at least you'll know. So to wrap things up, I've included some uh, titles of books and poems from authors who are not afraid to be vulnerable in the show notes. If you're interested in pursuing this topic further, Uh, these are actually books I read that in my graduate program. So I'm really happy. I kept my study notes from that time in my life. Thanks so much for listening today. As always, if you have comments, questions, or just want to continue the discussion, reach out to me uh, via social media or my email address, which is provided in the show notes. And also, as always, if you like the podcast, I would be so honored if you would rate it. And the link for that is also in the show notes. Thanks so much for joining me for episode 13, and I will see you tomorrow for episode 14.